When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today on What Chaos, the Sharks are the hottest team in hockey, including every team in the NHL. It's the Sharks, hotter than anybody else. The Senators are galvanized. The draft will be held at the Sphere and the Rangers stink. It's what chaos. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of What Chaos. I'm DJ Bean. I am in Boston with Sean, a.k.a. Pauser. And Pete is in Chicago. Hi, Pete. Hello, David. I missed you. I miss you, too. We had Sarah Sivin yesterday, and that was a lot of fun. It was uh, like having a friend over for the first time when you have to suddenly take stock of, like, is my house cool? Are my parents cool? Is that like, what does all this look like to a stranger? But Sarah uh, slid in seamlessly. I, uh, I listened to yesterday's episode and I thought it was very funny that like, it felt like a first date, not romantically, but it felt like a first date in which you kept bringing up your, your ex, your last ex. You did like a lot of like, well, me and Pete used to talk about this a lot, or me and Pete would often discuss this and stuff like that. So a lot of, uh, I, I appreciate I that I was still Pete. on your mind. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. A lot of like, hey, uh, this is stupid, but can I like, we have this printer that we never use and I just want to use it for something. I print out a picture of Pete's face and we just have these like popsicle sticks. It's so stupid. But could you just like <laughs> hold this up over your face when you talk and uh, could you slouch a little bit and just be a little smaller? Uh, I, I saw that Sean big time power moved i was like in the chat for half of yesterday's episode and sean kept uh like addressing other people's chats and would just completely ignore all of mine so i respect that Listen, <laughs> what a power I, move. <laughs> I, I don't feel like the blame should be put on me here at one point i was specifically asked what the people thought of pete leaving and i read some of what the people said no one asked what you thought so i didn't say it <laughs> it's not oh, God. everything so i was just about to say it's not all about you pete when the only thing we've discussed is i tried to do a show without you and made the whole thing about you <laughs> and I, sean mean sean was not on the same page he was like this is a strictly pete free show and we will not address him even though he is pete, if pete wants to be on the show then he should be on the show that's all I'm oh, gonna say. that's uh maybe that's fair well I love, uh, I've been meaning to do this. I don't do it. I've been meaning to go back and I'm, I'm not a big comments guy unless it's going to be nice, but I've been meaning to go back and see like what the chat looks like during shows. I only get to see it when we air a like pre-recorded interview and then we can see it on the screen. But when I'm ta- I'm in business mode when we're doing this, I got my, I got, what is it, face to the ground stone or something like that? Nose. Sure, yeah. Nose, nose to, the, to the, the, gr- the grindstone? Ground nose stone? to the grindstone? I don't know. I know it's nose. I don't think it's like. Are you saying, why, why are you saying. You got your pedal you to the metal. and say nose. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the phrase, the actual phrase. Sean, I've never you got done cocaine in my life. I swear to God. There. I have uh, a large nose. I know, that's such a waste. It's like you have like the largest cocaine receptacle and you just have no interest in it. 
I have the largest cocaine receptacle, but I also have the largest cocaine energy already. That's true. Although, yeah. you know what? I So I consider myself a pretty high energy person. When I go back and I watch our clips, I do find myself a little extra point guardy where I don't sprint the ball up the court. Like I will, maybe it's an overcorrection where I'll kind of speak at a more deliberate pace and I'll choose my words a little more carefully instead of being like, like I'm, I'm never going to like trip over my words or anything like that because I am kind of just walking the ball up the court instead of yelling. Now that I think about it, I think that like having a big nose would be bad for cocaine because there's more space to travel through. Yeah, it's a longer and distance. more, yeah, and like more more areas where it could get uh, off track before it goes to the bloodstream. Like you want the shortest distance to the bloodstream. All right. Well, if anybody Voldemort's knows- got the best. Cocaine <laughs> well, Who does? He, no, that's that's not true because like you need you need some some sucking power for that old cocaine. I mean, if he's still got and the he's got power, no. Got to get closer. He's Voldemort got, he's got no control. But the the big questions in the hockey world does Voldemort suck? Question mark. Well, he just I mean, has we no nose. Whether or not I throw I throw ass, and we never really got to the bottom of that. That was one where the chat fell silent. We we tossed out there. Does Deej throw ass? Is he more sexy red? Or is he the uh, the subject of the song, which is the the person shaking their ass? Pete, you are in Chicago. You got to see mm-hmm. some of our friends in Chicago. I are I got such Chicago envy. Not only do I love Chicago, I love going to Chicago with you, as we've done multiple times. And this season, I love going to Chicago and doing stuff with the Hawks because there are people. They're great to us. You got Bedsy mm-hmm. over there. You got to see a two goal game. From friend of the show, Seth Jones, I kid, uh, Nick Foligno, and he didn't hit the heffy either time, but he did score twice. It was a crazy exciting game, and you got to see Bedsy's first shootout attempt. Break it down for us and maybe give us one or two takeaways. <laughs> uh, I was sure that Seth Jones was going to score after Felino got his second. I was like, "There's no, there's no way." Like they feel the energy in this building, uh, but unfortunately, no Seth Jones, yeah, Seth Jones, unfortunately, held off the score sheet once again, or I guess held off the the goal column once again. But yeah, I mean, it was a great game. It was a much better game than I expected with the Blackhawks and Preds. Uh, I know Preds are on a heater. They ended up with the win in the shootout, but. I think like best case scenario for everybody in that building, good game, Bedard shootout goal, pretty nice. Uh, and then a Blackhawks loss. Like I think that the Blackhawks fans are still kind of rooting for Blackhawks to lose because they need more good players. Yes, I do like everybody. Did you uh, see any of the the boys? Uh, uh, who? Like uh, Fliggy or... Jonesy, I, or I saw them wearing their hockey shirts. I didn't oh, you see watched them. them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't meet up with them. I had a pretty busy day yesterday. Maybe before uh, I'm going to go to Thursday's game against the Ducks as well. So uh, maybe before that game, or maybe I'll stop by the visitors' locker room and see our guy Frank Vetrano. Oh, that would be great. I would say, yeah, go to the morning skate. Just like put in that time, say hello, give people a face to the voice because you do. You have a very nice face and. When you do things remotely, there can be, I mean, even when we did stuff with Jeremy Swayman, what we did that with him in person. And then yeah. the next time we saw him, there was still kind of a like, oh, it's the guys from the thing. So the yeah. more fa- actual FaceTime you can put in, the better. Unfortunately, I have to put in FaceTime on this show. So I don't know if I'll be able to go to Morning Skate on Thursday. That's true. I do <laughs> want I do want you and Vetrano to to meet up, though. Yeah, I want to be other. best friends. Yeah. Have we discussed uh, the possibility of if uh if we ever have the dough to do it, I really want to start getting the jerseys of players that come on the podcast. I really want that 30th anniversary Ducks jersey. I've been throwing money around like an absolute asshole though, so I can't really I, I just can't be doing that right now. Imagine Sean and I have had a lot of one-on-one time this week. It's been great for me. I think Sean's enjoyed it too. Imagine hell yeah, Sean. Uh, we're going to be such better friends, and we're also going to the game tomorrow. We're going to be such better friends with each other than with you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I might off. hate you after watching the Sabres with you tomorrow. Uh, I don't know, Jim. 
I could possibly be swayed into being a, a Sabi baby tomorrow. Okay, off the birth. Because it, it's all about Sean tomorrow. But yeah. UTB we, baby. We were discussing like imagine like a nice teal Duclair jersey hanging in one of these so stalls. Good. You got you got to act fast because he may not be there for very long. I could see him being chopped around. Wow. Okay. Uh, is, is he in year one or he's in year two of a two year deal? I think. I believe so. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, ask his yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, he doesn't. He's have his one. own agent. He we already did talk to his agent. Yeah. Talk to him. Uh, that is the first talking point, though, which is the Sharks are the hottest team in hockey. They've won two of three games. You're not going to find anything better than that. They came back from four to one down last night, right? Whoa. Against the Islanders, I was. I it took me a second for. To, or am I confusing them with the? No, no, no. I was reacting to the the hottest team in hockey. Oh yeah. Mark. So Sean and I talked about this before the show. You're allowed to lie, if it's <laughs> if like. You're not allowed to lie when I will fight back against it immediately. Sean, okay. name one hotter team, and if you do your <laughs> stupid like. Uh, what was what were you saying about uh, the Arizona Coyotes have beaten the last five teams to win a Stanley Cup? Just, Without you here, just Pete, I miss Pete. Without Pete here, Sean is talking ragtime about these Coyotes things. He keeps seeing them, keeps seeing visions of them. He's like, they beat the 1967 Maple Leafs, bro. Listen, <laughs> I'm listen. Sean. I, I, you know, I'm a journalist at heart. I, I am constantly striving for the truth. And when you say a factually inaccurate statement, I feel as though it is my job to correct you. Do you like that my impression of you is a sleepwalking Cali bro? <laughs> like, oh, bro, you gotta see what That's they exactly did. The fucking pausers, fucking pausers going unchecked out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're, go oh, they're, they're going to face the 2010 Hawks, bro. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm from Buffalo. That's how uh, we in Buffalo, too. I will say the Sharks are hot. They've won two out of three, as you mentioned, four out of five. Yep. And let me ask you this. How many teams do you think that the of their last 10 games, every team's last 10 games, how many teams do you think that the Sharks have more wins than in their last 10 games? Oh, in their last 10 games, they have more wins than probably like. 12 more than 10 teams and if we're going like they Pretty have the good. same amount of wins as they have the same amount of wins as like half the league so they are like a average team that's the hottest team in hockey to me they have the second most points in the nhl or second there's a lot of teams with 10 points since u.s thanksgiving sharks have nine points since u.s thanksgiving sharks are getting hot Sharks Shark have more wins in their last 10 games than the Vegas Golden Knights, the Vancouver wow. Canucks, the Wild, which is hilarious because the Wild have won four games in a row. And uh, the Penguins, the Sabres, the Canadians, the Blue Jackets, the Blackhawks, the Kraken and the Ducks. More okay. wins than all those teams. I need you to do me a favor. Do the thing that you just said. Do it again cleanly and now uh, you were you did it fine but i did an initial react like a whoa and this is for sure going to be a clip we're going to make a clip of the sharks are the hottest <laughs> team in hockey so do like a the sharks a bit blah and i'll just quietly i'll shut the fuck up for once and i'll be like okay all right i'll do it cleanly over their last 10 games the sharks have more wins than 10 teams including the vegas golden knights the Vancouver Canucks, who have started this season as two of the hottest teams in hockey, one of them being the reigning Stanley Cup champion. Also more wins than the Ducks, the Kraken, the Blackhawks, the Wild, who have won four games in a row, which is hilarious. Uh, the Blue Jackets, the Penguins, the Sabres, and the Canadians. The Sharks are one of the hottest teams in the NHL. They were down 4-1 to one with 12 minutes to go last night against the vaunted Islanders and not a lot of teams are coming back in that situation. The sharks do, they get a hat trick from Tomas hurdle. Eklund scores the winner in the final seconds of overtime. I think that if it weren't for DJ Smith, probably having it sewn up, I think Quinny would be looking at the Jack Adams based on how this team has fared recently. 
the argument is there for sure. And if we're talking about guys on the other end, our guy uh, Lane Lambert, head coach of the New York Islanders, has should, has been on the hot seat, I think, for a little bit. And boy, he was not pleased with his team last night. I don't know if you caught the press conference. I probably should have sent that to Sean to clip. But uh, mm-hmm. at the press conference, Lane Lambert was uh, big, big mad. He called it a uh, a sin how his team played in the last eight plus minutes. A sin. I think that he should be fined for that is akin to doing some gay tape on your stick, I think. So I think that uh, bringing in religion is deeply inappropriate and uh, puts people in an uncomfortable spot. So I think that uh, he should be getting a call from uh, the Department of Player Safety. Lane Lambert officially woke for saying his team sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a real shame the Islanders have gone have gone woke. <laughs> no one more That's woke tough. than Torts. He's been saying his team has sucked every day he's been coaching in the NHL. Not this year, surprisingly. I don't, he, the, his quotes about the Flyers this year have been shockingly positive. He's saying that they got balls and stuff. Torts. Torts not woke anymore. Sad. It's sad to see. Uh, we're, we're we're a lib cuck podcast. Um, an update on the Anthony Duclair contract, as we are friends with both Anthony Duclair and his agent. Uh, he is in the final year of a three-year, nine million dollar contract. Which at the time that he that's signed such a good that, contract. That is such a that's such a good contract for. If that had a no movement clause, it would have been a great contract for both sides because three million dollars is such a good you don't you don't see middle six forwards getting three million dollars anymore. Like if you're no. really gonna like commit to a guy there, you have to well, give him yeah. four or five. And yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Corey Perry and Nick Felino are getting four million dollars. <laughs> oh I know my god. Good, different if, situations, but if Duclair went to the Hawks, that would be I mean, like I would move to Chicago. I would go live in Big Cat's, like, one of his basements. I, I I don't want that. Like, I do want that because I want Connor Bedard to have good wingers. But I also don't want that because Anthony Duclair has already played for the Hawks. And I want Anthony Duclair to, like, be the Kenny Lofton of the NHL where he plays for almost every team. Wow. I like that a lot. I want him to, uh, I want I want him him to, to wear Kenny- as many jerseys as possible. I want him to be the Kenny Loggins of the NHL, the way that he goes oh. in the corners, because that's a dangerous zone of the ice. <laughs> uh, I, Anthony Duclair could be like the new Yaramir Yager. Like, you know how they had the traveling Yagers where they yes. wear all, all the different jerseys? I would be the the the, the traveling Dukes. That would okay. rock. So, the, uh, but the Yagers had wigs and stuff. Duke keeps people on their toes. And I'm not about to start like doing the hair thing or anything. You're doing Jersey and you're doing accompanying FOCO uh, mascot because Duke has such a strong relationship with all his team mascots. That's true. Yes. Good point. Or you could uh, just bring nobody with you as a, to show that like Duclair, you don't have an agent. You're, you're representing yourself. Right. (laughs) <laughs> so the, the traveling, so I guess the, the traveling Duclairs is you just go to a hockey game wearing a hockey jersey, possibly with a friend, <laughs> yeah. possibly a by custom himself. jersey, a custom jersey, right? And just be like, hey, bang on the glass, be like, hey, Anthony, eh? It's got the same <laughs> crest as the shirt brother. <laughs> <laughs> New discussion: Is Anthony Duclair a loser for collecting custom jerseys <laughs> as he an has, adult? <laughs> so. We're do we have another trip planned with a team coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun. The Hawks gave us obviously custom jerseys. Mm-hmm. Are we going to request custom jerseys from this team or no, we- no, we can't, re- we can't request it. Like we have to see how well teams treat us unprompted. Like, cause we didn't ask for anything from the Hawks and they just fucking bent over backwards to give us whatever we wanted. And that rocked. So I like, I respect the Hawks for that. I think, though, the Hawks, it was a combination of the fact that they're a great organization 
and that we started high. We came in with them and we were like, hi, you don't know either of us. You might have seen one of our tweets. Anyway, we would like Connor Bedard now. <laughs> and they were like, whoa. Yes, sir. These guys mean business. What are your jersey size, sizes, Kings? And they went, well, I was going to say, if teams are going to give us custom jerseys, should we always get our names or should we be like, like if the Bruins were like, we're going to make you a custom jersey, I'd be like, sweet. My favorite number is 21 and uh, that my buddies call me Van Riemsdyk. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, to go back to what you mentioned earlier in the show, like we could just request the players that they give us like, hey, we like to collect and display the jerseys of players that have been on the show since we're getting so and so. Would you hook us up with their jersey? Ah, uh, you know what? You know what I like to collect and display? Bobbleheads from FOCO. Bobbleheads. Collectibles. The first read we did for FOCO, I was like, look, I'm not a collectibles guy. And I still like these things. In fact, I've got so many of them that I've got a nice group of them. And shit, I guess I am a collectibles guy. Foco's collectibles are so good that they turn regular guys into collectible guys on their on some Jesus shit, turning water into wine. And we don't I don't think we have a good shot of it right now. But Pete, I've got Sharky in your seat. I've got Sean's getting up. Really? Is he is he cooking? Sean's cooking, I feel, so I'll keep talking. I've got Sharky in your seat on the microphone, and th that's the sort of see? stuff Foco lets us do. He's about to. Yeah. They, hell yeah. I mean, that looks good. Come on. Same size. Same size. It makes those chairs look good, too. Nice job, It really Sean. does. <laughs> hell yeah. So Good work. We, we got Sharky. We got Awesome Matthews. We got Gritty. Hitting the Gritty. I still want to ask your opinion on that in a minute. We got Ovechkin, Dry Saddle, so many fun collectibles. When you go on Foco's website where you can use uh, Chaos for 10% off non-sale and pre-sale items, you can find so many things that tickle your fancy. You could cast a wide net and you're going to find amazing things. So head over to Foco.com. As I said the other day, I found some cool Foco stuff in the Bruins Pro Shop the other day. It was Amazing. Somebody noted, I did peek over at the chat. They said, why isn't Sharky saying anything? Uh, it's because sharks don't concern themselves with the uh, opinions of the, the sheep. Also, sh the sharks are letting their play speak for, the, for itself at this point. Better way of putting it. I was going to look up at what temperature do sharks die? Because where the sharks are so hot, they're at risk of uh, dying. <laughs> the sharks have to be point. in cold water. But... That's a good point. They're around in the summer. They don't hibernate or anything. So that's true. I got a couple things that I want to ask you about, my friend. Yep. Um, first, you mentioned the Senators and DJ Smith being galvanized as a group. Big win against the New York Rangers last night. Uh, they they won six to two. Six and out oh, six to two. Is it was it six two? I'm an six idiot. two. I had 6-5, but it could have been a typo on my part. Let's get to the bottom of it. I believe it was 6-2 six two, six two, because they smoked him. Sounds more like it because, yeah, go ahead. It was six a big two. win. Uh, the Ottawa same? Senators. How much are we reading into that win? And do we think that the Senators are galvanized? I think the Senators are, if not the hottest, one of the hottest teams in hockey Shit was hitting the fan with them. They'd lost three in a row. People were talking about DJ Smith being on the hot seat. That was never me. I always thought that DJ Smith was going to go the distance. They've won two games in a row. Shut out the Kraken. Beat the Rangers 6-2. Maybe that's the game you were thinking of. All right. That's what I was... Oh, that's... Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Their big win against the Rangers. They smoked Oh, I screwed uh, up. I was, I was reading the wrong section. I was looking at the uh, Hughes brothers thing. We're going to reveal later in the show that uh, the Hughes brothers are related to each other. That's that's my bad, yeah, Pete. Yeah, all good. Uh, no, the, the, the reason that I wanted to bring that up is like people were like, I saw a lot of, holy smokes, the, the Sens crushed the Rangers. Like, that that's a big win and yeah sure it is a big win for a, a team that's struggling or struggled to start the season in ottawa but i want to point out the fact that 
the Rangers, that was a stinker from them. They have been very bad since U.S. Thanksgiving. They are fourth worst in the league defensively at five on five since U.S. Thanksgiving. The only teams that have given up more goals per 60 at five on five are the Ducks, Kraken, and Blues, which are like the Kraken, I think, are a better team than what we've seen. But like the Ducks and the Blues are two of the worst defensive teams in the entire NHL. And the big thing that like people were hanging their hat on when it came to the Rangers to start this season were how much better they looked defensively at five on five. And they have fallen apart at the seams since U.S. Thanksgiving. So then the question becomes, were the Rangers hot starters? They're still kind of running away with the Metro because of how strong they did start. Are they coming back to earth or is this just a little bit of a lull? I think that not to do the sports radio thing of like the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think they're going to end up being one of the better teams in the East and they'll still finish atop the Metro and they'll still obviously uh, win their division, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe they're just not the world beaters that they look like, because if you are performing like the ducks who the ducks exist currently to be Oilers light, which is like, hopefully they'll score a lot of fun goals and they're not there to do anything defensively right now. Shout out Cam Fowler though. He's still on the ducks. My, my big concerns with the Rangers are that, it seems like they get too they rely too much of their offense on the power play and i don't think that they they may not be as good defensively as they look to start the season which is why they look like such an impressive team obviously they still have igor like one of the best goaltenders in the world that's going to make up some difference there but i don't know if the rangers are like world beaters and i had this discussion yesterday at the game with uh with our pal chief from barstool uh he he raised the point that like there aren't a lot of good teams in the eastern conference yeah there, like, there aren't a lot of good teams. No world beater yes i mean we talked but, earlier like, in the western conference there are teams that you're like damn this is arguably the best team in the conference and like sort of clearing a lot of other teams in the conference by a wide margin in the Eastern conference. I don't think that that team really exists. The, the Eastern conference needs like two Kings. There needs to be a, like you need to add the Kings to each division. And then you're like, all right, well now, now you're looking pretty robust there. But I mean, we were saying earlier in the season when the Bruins were so hot that like, are there that many good teams this year? Are there that many like, whoa, watch out for them? And I saw an amazing shit post on NHL Reddit this morning. I uh, I forget their name. The person's name was like Leafs Breadman, but they posted what at first blush looked like a very serious post saying, uh, will the Rangers break the Bruins record? And all of the comments were so mad. And I saw it initially, and I was like, yo, Sean, why aren't we talking about this? Someone just posted this on Reddit. Is that like a real question? And then we crunched the numbers, and they're on pace for like 61 wins or something like that. Like, not even close. And they're struggling right now. Leafs Breadman 914. Leafs Breadman 914. All the comments are like, it's this guy again. He keeps doing things <laughs> like this. That rules. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. That's some shit I would have done in my younger days. Exactly. Like, Come on the podcast, King. <laughs> right. Or get your own podcast, King. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, that's – so I, I was thinking, like, you know, if if you were to put together an in-season tournament for the NHL and you had to Love do, that. like – or, like, the college football playoff for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, you would have a much easier time putting in your four Western conference teams versus your four Eastern conference teams. Cause I think those teams are very closely grouped together. So it'd be, it would be the, Knights. you're obviously putting the Bruins and, or I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about like the Eastern conference, oh, like the Bruins, the Bruins and Rangers would definitely get in. And then from there, I think you have a, a very difficult discussion. West would be Knights, Kings, Canucks, Avs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's like no sure brainer. About that? What's that? So you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just Good saying. question, Sean. The, well, I, yes. the one thing I will say about in-season tournaments, if it's like the NBA, 
which is a tournament that's clearly just set up so the Lakers who can't win series can win a tournament. Like, I that's what makes season tournaments fun is the best teams are probably not going to win it because they're going to lose one. Like the Rangers, they keep losing to bad teams. They lost to the Senators. They lost to the Sabres. Like those teams are going to lose in in-season tournaments. It's, it's going to end logic up, though, Sean. The, the Senators are hot. True, but so are the Arizona Coyotes. But that's what I'm saying. Like a team like the Senators or the Coyotes would end up winning the tournament even though they're clearly not like... The, the Coyotes would probably win because like the Coyotes... Like, especially with a cash prize for an in-season tournament, the the team with guys that aren't making a bunch of money, aren't on long-term contracts, are going to be more incentivized to play super hard in an in-season tournament where they can pull in, like, 500K. Yeah, and I joke about it a lot, but, like, Connor Ingram is genuinely one of the best goalies in hockey right now. So, like, he teams with hot, goal, with hot goaltenders would also just, like, if... Like the Sabres, for example, the Sabres are one of those teams that every year, even if they suck, they'll have a month where they're the best team in hockey. And like that team's going to end up winning an in-season tournament, even though they're, you know, clearly not the best team in hockey. Sharks would get through like whatever first round or knockout stage or whatever right now. Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, who who would win, you think, right now if they had an in-season tournament? Coyotes? I, I wouldn't bet against Coyotes. And I will say the one of the things that I have to say is that the big chirp against Coyotes for the last however many years has been, they have no fans. From doing this show, I found out they definitely have fans because there's been plenty of feedback about, um, there's been a, like a solid split between Coyotes feedback from, why are they, they uh, pooping on our team? Like, oh great, another national media company disrespecting the Coyotes. And then the other half of it is Coyotes fans being like, this is clearly a bit, and it's funny. So, so I, sc- I, I, I love that. I screen grabbed a YouTube comment that is exactly that. Big shock, a national hockey show that continues to shit on the Coyotes and dismisses them. There we go. Yes, Sean. Shout out to Watts because he's in the chat very often. I, I, I'm fighting this war for you, Watts. You know what I do love <laughs> about this, though? Yeah, and then somebody responds, uh, it's clearly a bit, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, I like having you remote, Pete, because I have to look at you on the screen which is right where the comments are. So I I am seeing the comments a lot more. And somebody said, uh, there are two kings in the East. Their names are Pete and DJ. Ooh. I like that quite Obviously, a bit. You're a Western Conference man. That's right. We were talking about the Senators before, and I think it is worth noting. The Senators, obviously... Although it's pretty close, last in the Atlantic right now, they've played like one game this season. They have 20 points now in 20 games. The Senators are better than the Sabres. The Senators are better than the Canadians. The Senators are probably, just performance-wise, as good as the... No, I'm looking at it right now. Senators have 20 points. Oh, you're not going to say the Lightning? Have been as, like, performance-wise. Senators have 20 points. Maybe in the standings. Check this out. Check us out. Senators have 20 points in 20 games. Lightning have 27 points in 26 games. Senators plus five dude, the, goal differential. Lightning dude, minus. Dude, the Lightning, the Lightning started the season with like goaltenders from Trader Joe's. Yeah. That's, dude, we, hey, we don't Trader Joe's uh, work shame. Don't do the thing that they did to uh, the guy from Cosby show. We don't do that unless we're making fun of that one guy from the Cosby show who I think we all I'm not saying it's a bad place to work. I'm not saying it's a, you know, it's a it's a bad profession. It's just not it doesn't prepare you to play goaltender in the NHL. Yeah, it does. They just pick uh, guys off the street to replace Andre Vasilevsky. The Lightning are a, are a pretty good team. And they are certainly better than the Ottawa Senators. Who would win in an in-season tournament showdown? The Ottawa Senators or Tampa Bay Lightning, your calls at 1-800-WHO-GIVES-A-SHIT because the answer is the Senators, brother. <laughs> Senators are better uh, right now. Wait, let's look at the... Let's see. Lightning... Okay. I mean, I would say... The, the Lightning just got Vasilevsky back. Like, yeah, I, I'm not betting against that team. With, I'm with, absolutely kidding. The Lightning are obviously <laughs> better than the Senators, yeah. but I'm saying, like... We've looked at the Senators as being cellar dwellers, and they've obviously sucked, but they have been better than the Sabres. They have been better than the Canadians. So the real assholes of this division, sorry, Sean, up the Burrs, 
haven't been the Senators. Not with the hot streak those boys in Ottawa are on. Well, I mean, like the Senators with with decent or like league average goaltending probably look like a much different team. Not that they're not that they're great in any of the other areas, but but they're like probably a middle of the pack team if they get respectable goaltending. Which is what they were supposed to be. They were they were just supposed to be a like hopefully nobody gets fired team. Oh, I mean, like I think there was expectations that the Senators could could sneak into the playoffs and be a wild card team. I was gonna say from whom, but then that would sound like I a was a lot of people railing against the Canadian media being <laughs> all sorts of horny on their Speaking teams. of horny, speaking of the media being horny, do you did you care all that much about the Hughes Bowl, all three Hughes brothers? No. No. And yeah. I care about the Hughes brothers. They're supposed to come on this podcast at some point, meaning we've asked. Now, I haven't gotten a yes yet, but that sounds pretty close to me. I would say that that means we're in negotiations. Sounds pretty close. I didn't care at all about the, like, for the first time, all three boys on the ice, they'll take a picture and then... <laughs> Don't get me – and I, I, we love these players. We talk about them all the time. And it was probably a neat moment for them. That's as far as I'll go. It yeah. was neat. But, like, you know what's neat? Everything that happens in hockey a lot of the time. So here's my problem with it is that you always knew exactly – and it was a great game. A great game uh, from the uh, from the Hughes boys, the Canucks and the Devi, the Devi boys. But here's the thing. You knew exactly how it was going to go. Like you mentioned, they were going to get on the ice. They were going to take a picture. Quinn probably looked like he was sick of that shit because he always looks like he's sick of that shit. And then they were just going to have a normal game in which they were all very respectable and very respectful towards each other. My problem with the Hughes brothers is that none of them are assholes. I need one of them to be kind of an asshole because you look at the Kachuk brothers you there's a lot more intrigue and interest in the Kachuk boys playing each other because you know they're gonna fuck with each other and you know that that game's gonna probably get a little nasty a little chippy and that's where the appeal is because it's funny when the brothers are acting like brothers in the way that like a lot of us have experienced the sibling rivalry it doesn't exist with the Hughes boys right now I need one of the Hughes to be bald, something like that. There's got to be like a thing with one of them. It's like when uh, people, we've talked about this with our friend Tommy Giles. His face is too good. It's too clean. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. He needs to like have a uh, hair straightening, curling iron, like sort of like incident. Burn. Screw something up. The Hughes personality wise are just pretty people. I'm with you. Give me some. Yeah, I need. I need Luke Hughes to be like a, a, a shit stirrer or like just a bit of a cranky asshole. And no, I, mean, I don't want to be Luke. I don't want to be why? Luke. You know who I want to be? Jack? Nope. Quinn? One more guess. Yep, it's, you, you got it. <laughs> uh, I want there to be some like, if you're in New Jersey, you're like, hey, let's take in a hockey game. And you're watching the Hughes brothers. You're like, oh, and that, are Hughes and Hughes related? Yes, they're the best. But there's this third brother out west. Oh, something about him. He puts a big skate on his jersey. And uh, like I need there to be a little intrigue and a little uh, something about like he went west and things haven't quite been the same. But that, even though he's like know, a captain though. of the team and a great person. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know if I see it with Quinn. Like I, I want Quinn to just constantly be the guy that looks like he is just at the end of his rope and he doesn't have time for any of this. And I don't want him to have any sort of asshole to him because it it allow, it, it makes you enjoy that look and his aesthetic a little bit less. I think that it's good for the Hughes family if Jack is like the pretty boy and one of the, like the best players in the NHL and just sort of like the NH, one of the NHL's golden boys and really marketable and all that. And then Quinn also just like one of the league's best players, but I guess less marketable, a little less shiny. And then Luke comes in as the third brother, the younger brother. And I think that it fits him. It befits him as the youngest brother to be like a little, little bit of a shithead. 
I think yeah. that Luke is more of the wild card and the shithead. Yes, exactly. Little, what did you say, Sean? Said he has to act out to get attention. So you're saying you want him to be like the Roman Roy of... Yeah. Want to have some weird stuff going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little bit, 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 of, bit of a freak, that one. All right, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, we discussed yesterday the possibility of the... And credit to us... We just talked about the Hughes thing without showing the clip of Jack Hughes being asked about his older brother or blah, 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 and then doing the, well, he is older brother, and then us say, ooh, Jack Hughes chose violence. Oh, he clapped back. He put that reporter in his place. Shut up. The reporter just kind of chunked it a little bit. Jack Hughes yeah. was nice about it. Everybody's going to live. Everyone's going to be was okay. A great, that was a great response. I mean, I he wasn't being an asshole like, or anything. I saw all the comments that were like, I'll take reporters who are about to be fired for a bajillion. Do you know how many stupid fucking questions I asked when I was a reporter? Like, well thought, like clever ass, stupid shit. And I never got fired for it. The guy <laughs> just so said a word wrong. Yeah, fire him. Bless you, Sean. Man. Oh, that's incredible. That guy got to lose uh, his job for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do have to point out that we we kind of did see a, a little bit of uh, assholeness come out of Luke Hughes in yesterday's game because after the game they tried to interview him and they had some technical difficulties and they caught him on a hot mic being like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Sean, you have this? So we don't. Yeah, I don't think he. I think we had some technical difficulties a technical of difficulty our own. Technical difficulty of our where, own, as it were. Yeah, maybe we can throw it in for the podcast people after the fact. Clip it and, and throw it in there. But yeah, uh, Sean's, Luke Hughes. Sean's looking back at you and throwing his head up in the air and saying, I was vigorously nodding yes, as in we can't okay. saying, oh, this Okay, guy. great. This well, guy, the people guy. who are listening on the podcast forum will, will hear Luke Hughes right now saying, The fuck are we doing here? I'm thinking Luke might be having some trouble hearing me. We'll give him a second, but. Definitely a special moment there as we are taking it all in and I'm going to let Luke go. As, hey, what are we oh. doing? Fuck are we doing? All right, Luke Hughes. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, so that's he, Luke Hughes taking notes. Uh, he's a very coachable player. We, we want him. We need him to be an asshole. And he is learning. It reminded me of, do you remember the uh, Britney Spears was on a hot mic one time. At her concert. This was way back in the day. It was probably like 2001, something like that. And it was during a part of her show where they were, she was going to go under and maybe change her clothes or do something. It was a part where she was not on the stage where something else was supposed to be happening and she didn't know what was going on. And I'm not one to cancel, but she said the R word. Oh, no. She said, That's What tough. are we doing? I thought that we were going to do this. I thought we we're, this is nothing. Nothing good happens when you turn on Britney Spears' microphone at a Britney Spears concert. Yeah, I think that generally, if you just keep that off, the dancing is fine. Uh, I did. She did say to that guy, though, I thought the old lady dropped it in the ocean. Remember that? You know what I'm talking uh, about? Was that, is that a again? Titanic reference? Well, baby, I went down and oh, got yeah. it for you. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. If somebody Ugh, told me a... that they swam to Ugh. the bottom of the ocean... To get me something. If somebody was like, I was at a gift shop and this thing said DJ on it and I bought it for you, I'd be like, ah. Right. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that weirds me out and freaks me out more than like the deep ocean, the bottom of the ocean. If you yeah. got me a gift from the bottom of the ocean, all I would do is spend the next four calendar years thinking about what slid over that and what kind of fucking germs are all over my present. No thank uh, you. Buy from a gift shop. I was going to say, uh, Amazon Prime much? Just do that. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, Foco.com much? Uh, we speculated, and there were reports, that uh, the Sphere was in play for the 2024 NHL draft. Not only is the 2024 NHL draft being held at the Sphere in Vegas, Gary Bettman says, quote, I think it will be pretty dramatic. We can hit on that if we'd like, but... My main takeaway from this news, Pete, is that they attached to the bill, as it were, that this will be the final NHL draft that is done IRL before it is decentralized, and I hate that. 
I hate it so much. Uh, I'm glad that the last one is going to be pretty epic uh, from the words of Gary Bettman. Dramatic. I know, not, I know but I'm What kind I'm of drama do you think is good? Uh, like there's going to be I, I, shouting? It's going to be dramatic. It's going to be dramatic, and I'll tell you why. I've already formulated my plan for the NHL draft. I am going to take several edibles at the NHL draft at the Sphere. <laughs> and I am going to have the worst experience ever. <laughs> oh, I'm, is... I'm absolutely doing that. Could you I'm... imagine being off edibles and then you have the Pierre Maguire thing from yesterday? Just him just falling from the ceiling towards you? No matter what happens, uh, it's going to be horrible. But I, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% doing that. So... I was about to say I'll join you in taking edibles for no, that. No, you need to be like my Sherpa. We There has to be a Sherpa. I said yesterday, I don't know if you were there during this, but like I consider the sphere to be all of the worst anxiety a person could have in physical form. Like they constructed yeah. anxiety. They built, <laughs> yeah. they built and plugged in anxiety. And But I think the idea of taking edibles for the NHL draft – is funny. We what we should do is we should take edibles at events that just like don't fucking matter. Like we should go to the NHL awards and take edibles. Yeah. And be like, oh my God, Keenan was hilarious, bro. <laughs> and everybody's like, what on, the fuck are you talking about? On the red carpet. Yes. Just interviewing random celebrities. Like, because apparently I, I wasn't there, but apparently they just walk by with celebrities and they'll they'll have people like ahead of them will hand you like a card with their information, be like, you want to talk to them? They do off the edibles, just but random gonna, people. Then there's gonna be like people I actually know, like if at the NHL draft, really? Like, no, like at the oh, like that, that you know personally. You mean at the uh, like things like the NHL awards? Like I, th there are certain people that I like and respect too much. Fair to, enough. Like uh, I thought you meant the celebrities because they don't tend to be the hmm. like A-listers. So I used to, so I used to be in like a. I'm gonna name drop. I used to be in like a concert going group. Uh, with uh, Catherine Tappan. And so, like, this person has seen me drunk before. This person, like, knows generally what I'm about. If they were, like, walking by at the NHL Awards and saw me and one of my friends on edibles doing God knows what, I feel like Catherine Tappan would be like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? And I would feel, like, I would, I would just feel so bad about myself for disappointing this person. So I don't give a shit, so I'll be the But, but I will say, though, like, Gary Bettman has walked by me in that type of way, like, a hundred times, and every time I've been tickled by it. I'm like, I love that I just fucking exist to do weird shit in front of Gary Bettman. And he's like, who are any of these people? I don't hate Gary Bettman as much as everybody else. I, I, I love Gary times. Bettman, dude. Yeah. I, I, I love Gary Bettman. I, love, I, I don't love everything about him and like how he runs the league but i love him being a character in the nhl world and he absolutely is and i'll tell you what uh, i don't know if you caught the end of the big 12 championship game but after texas won the big 12 championship and the big 12 commissioner got on stage and got mercilessly booed by the crowd in dallas he handled it so poorly and it was like it wasn't awkward because it was so funny but he was so rattled by how loudly he was being booed by the Texas crowd. Uh, could not be Gary Bettman. Nobody handles aggressive boos quite as well as Gary Bettman. Yeah, that's because that's his like baseline. Like Gary Bettman probably, yeah. Gary Bettman definitely needs a noise machine to fall asleep. <laughs> that that but guy he, can't. He's got, he's gotten to the life. point where he enjoys it and he embraces it, like he wants it, and I love that about Gary. Bettman. Did you see by any chance the MLB draft this summer? Which I would Ugh, I no, so many times. Times. exactly because it's not much of a thing. But so I many think times. they are trying to make it a thing now, and they had it like at the All Star Weekend with fans in attendance, and Manfred was not built for that. Because he got booed like every commissioner does, and you could see it on that his guy face. Sucks. He does. That suck. guy. Sucks. I can't stand him, and he was also not built for it. So he's I, I had too him. many weird things. Yeah, like, and he's he's like he's like sensitive. He's a big fucking weenie. Like yeah. at least at least if you're talking about Goodell, Bettman, uh, Adam Silver, I think everybody agrees is like the best, the best of the yeah. four, but. Uh, Goodell and Bettman at least sort of embrace their roles as nobody likes me.
So if the and it's a nice it's nice that you brought up the other commissioners because it's a good segue. If the NHL draft is decentralized, meaning everybody doesn't come together and do this big thing where all the agents and the well, Anthony Duclair would have to go. Do you think Anthony Duclair has to go to like things like to pitch himself around? No, like he's just there because he's an agent. Like all the agents go to those things. He could be under contract and fine. Wait, here here's a weird question. Because Anthony Duclair reps himself would he be allowed to rep any other players while playing in the NHL? If he's a Could you be like agent? I would guess. I think that'd be so wild. But wouldn't there be like somewhat of a conflict of interest if if you were like a player's agent and you signed a deal to bring that player to your team? He right. definitely can't do that because I don't. I I would be surprised if he was considered an agent. He's just a player without representation. Interesting. Yeah, that that does make more sense. But yeah. If it's decentralized and you're not going to have these things where everybody comes together and there are these, there's a lot of stories and uh, things getting out there and, ooh, I saw this guy talking to that guy, all this fun, it's going to put so much more pressure on free agency, July 1, to be more interesting in the NHL. And right now in baseball, you have the greatest player of all time, Shohei Otani, a free agent, taking his meetings, doing his tours or whatever, but he insists it be kept under wraps, respectable, silent. If I find out that your team says that you met with me, forget it. All bets are off. If the NHL doesn't have an exciting draft, which it was already not exciting because the draft itself, nobody knows who the players are. They're too young, et cetera, et cetera. There's so much pressure, I think, on free agency to be more interesting. Do you think the NHL can get to the point where there will be these big kind of free agency tours. Stamkos, I remember, was amazing. Do you remember that? When Stamkos yeah. like met with the Leafs and people were like, we're outside a building where Steven Stamkos, I don't know, he's got to be meeting somewhere with somebody. Tavares. Yep, Tavares, Tavares was a big, big one. one. Yep. I guess I guess anytime the Leafs want a player, it seems like right. there's a big VC was a big tour. one. Yeah, that was that's a little different though. Like uh, college player shopping his rights, it's like. But by and large, there aren't. It was huge... it was a sweepstakes. Like Johnny Gaudreau, to a, a lesser extent, was like a sweepstakes. But yeah, there aren't a lot of those. Uh, the the so it, it, this has got me thinking. Like be, the reason that I like the NHL draft is not because of the draft; it's because of the event. And if you're gonna if you're gonna scale down that event then you should have like a summer meetings, like a winter meetings type of deal. But the winter meetings have seemingly become pretty lame. I remember as a kid being a huge baseball fan, the winter meetings were like a huge fucking deal because it was super chaotic. There was tons of reports about like this team meeting with this team all day or like this player meeting with this team all day and shit like that. Like there were constant reports. I would love to see a summer meetings and especially because the tampering period in the NHL has been so opened up that now on July 1st, like you already know where most guys are going. I would love to see like a two, three day tampering, quote unquote, legal tampering period at a summer meetings that then leads to the first day of free agency. And then you can have all the media there meeting with the GMs after their big signings. And it doesn't have to be like decentralized. You could have, and that could be where they introduce these draft picks too, that they just made a week later. Like this would be a really good summit for the NHL if you were to have a summer meetings. So that's a summer the word. summit. So that's the word. There should be a summit because the physical aspect of it, I know that everything is getting more decentralized and everything is being more Zoom or whatever your weapon of choice is there. Having people physically in the same space is what leads to, oh, I saw this guy talking to this person or, hey, this agent told me this person. Like, depending on how far into uh, my reporting career I was, like, who the fuck was I? And I was still picking up agents being like, hey, you know, I think your team could blah, blah, blah. And if you take that away then a lot of the buzz goes away and it just becomes a press release. So-and-so yeah. signed whomever. When you could have had, it's floated out there, they're meeting with this team, fans react, you're kind of focus grouping all these things. And I don't know if we'll ever capture what you're talking about, which was the ESPN rumor central. You check every five seconds. Oh, this team is talking to this team. They met with this team for five hours. 
amazing or this player that was incredible well we're never totally going to have that back but as long as you have a thing where the teams the agents and the players are physically in the same space the buzz will be a thousand times higher than it could ever be from trying to come up with the NHL equivalent of Woj Bomb, which I'm sorry, just doesn't hit as much in the NHL anyway. Get people in the same space. Yeah, I, I mean, ideally, like, I think that the the draft is a better a better place for a summit, but just because, like, you have the, the trade chatter leading up to the draft team starting to position themselves both in the draft and in free agency. But if you're going to get rid of that, I think that having a summit uh, right after the draft is not a bad idea. I will say, like, sounds like Lula Morello's worst fucking nightmare. Yeah. So there, I think there are there are GMs that probably hate that idea. No, I mean he's. I I think that Lou might sign Shoei just because they're like, yeah. Oh, time. <laughs> there's probably shut the fuck up about everything. This is my there's probably guy. not an athlete in the entire world that Lou respects more at this moment than Shohei, Shohei Otani. Have you ever seen Sean? Did you get the picture that I sent you? You ever see this picture, Pete? I can't see uh, what's being put up. It's a Shohei Otani Bruins jersey. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. When the Red Very Sox random. Uh, tried to meet with Shohei Otani, and I think he didn't even take a meeting with them. But the Red Sox came with jerseys from all the various Boston teams being like, good luck, Shohei. Hope you come to Boston. And he was like, I'm not even taking a meeting. But they didn't meet with him in 2012, way back in the day. Red Sox were like, Who's this fella? Let's let's chat to him. Imagine that. Before before we get out of here, He's I do want to mention right of, now. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to mention the another one of those items to come out of the the GM summit or whatever it is or the owner summit. Caps going up. Caps going up. And we've talked about things that uh, I don't give a shit about. Uh, I fucking nothing bothers me more than talk about the cap going up. It's going up four and a half million dollars. And I, I can't stand the, well, you can do this deal because the cap's going up discourse. That shit bothers me so much. And I love that the cap is only going up four and a half million dollars after all of that talk. Oh, you, you know what the, the cap going up is? I, so I go, um, I've always kind of struggled with weight or whatever. I always had this image in my head that at some point in my life, I am just going to be a thin person and I'll have fixed that thing. And I'd kind of put a lot of things in my mind off to like, well, but once I'm like 25 or something, I'm just going to be like a skinny adult guy. So why would I sweat all this stuff right now? That's how teams and not teams, but fans talk about the cap going up. They're like, man, I'd love to have William Nylander on my team. Cap goes up next year, so we can make it work. Oh, really? The cap going up $4.5 million makes it so your team can sign William Nylander? Just your team, though. You're going to be the only team that's getting cap space. You're going to crack this big code of, I have more cap space. And then they'll say, yeah, we have guys coming off the books. Oh, right. Your team is the only team that has expiring contracts. It applies to everybody. It isn't some big cheap code. What it'll a cheat code, what it'll probably lead to a little bit is inflation because mm-hmm. teams have more money now. So players who are signing contracts will be saying caps going up. I should you're also going to have to you're going to have to spend more money for shitty players too. It's not just the good players that are going to be making more money. Anyway, William Nylander to Blackhawks. Were you the one that said that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that maybe. makes too much sense. I had that conversation last night, too. Like, it's, William Nylander to Chicago makes so much sense. And I'm sure there's some recoil from Blackhawks fans being like, had enough of the Nylander family. Uh, but he makes so much sense, especially on the, like, that you just need good wingers for Connor Bedard. And you're going to act like William Nylander's not going to be awesome next to Connor Bedard. Uh, yeah, so. That'll About be four amazing. and a half million next year. You, your team now can afford one Corey Perry and change. Healthy, healthy Taylor Hall, William Nylander, Connor Bedard, Madon. That would be absolutely incredible. So hell yeah, William Nylander. But he's also to the Bruins. Uh, so just every team is going to sign William Nylander because the cap is going up four and a half million dollars. That is going to be the sweepstakes of this summer, assuming that he heads into free agency. But the Nylander sweepstakes will be interesting. So hopefully he plays along, and hopefully he plays it up, and he's like, "You come to me." I am going to summer in 
Spain or something fun like that. And then like, like Chris Johnson is like, I'm here in Madrid or whatever. And we get to see all these things and there's a lot of buzz. It'll be like the uh, CJ to Spain. It'll be like the uh, the Alexander Skarsgård uh, arc of succession where he has like that that villa on the water out in Europe somewhere. And then like all the Roy's go there. He's getting meetings with all these other people as he's trying to 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 buy or sell or whatever. Like, yeah, have Nylander hold his own like European summit. That would rock. Do you think they would send us? Do you think that all city would send us to Spain? I don't want to go to Spain. I want to go to like Sweden. So, I mean, Sweden would be, I was going to say Sweden initially for William Nylander. I don't know why, uh, but that would be terrific. I'm going to Europe this summer, either way. Really? I, Just I like as go, an I adult wanna, thing? Yeah, I want to go to, to to Copenhagen. Ah, interesting. So that's my, uh, I'm ending up in Copenhagen this summer some, some way or, or another. Well, that's the breaking news. Pete is going to hold his free agency meetings in uh, Denmark. Right. You know that that's in Denmark? I did know that, yeah. Do, do you know what the capital of Spain is? Uh, Madrid. Madrid. It is Madrid. Good job. Nice All right, that. that's what chaos. Uh, we're going to have Pete remote again tomorrow. This has been a blast. We'll talk to you later. Bye.